0: Would you describe your Jewish living as a harmonious song? This is Rabbi Yitzchak Price with another episode of Tachlis Talks, growth-oriented, Parsha-related Torah podcast. And in this very first Tachlis Talk of the new year of five seven eight zero, we're just a few days post Rosh Hashanah, heading towards Yom Kippur. we also have the upcoming Parsha of Vayelech, the shortest Parsha in the Torah, yet contains some fascinating elements, including the verse that describes ata and now, vi'ata with the ayin meaning and now, kisvu l'achem es hashira hazos, write for yourselves this song. And the mitzvah of writing the Torah is described as the mitzvah of writing this song. Torah described as a song. By the way, this mitzvah number 613 of the entire series of mitzvahs of the Torah is the personal responsibility of each of us to produce and maintain and have a Torah scroll, and for most of us who can't learn our Torah from a Torah scroll, it is the mitzvah, according to many authorities, to purchase Jewish texts, to find those sources that we can utilize for the study of Torah, arguably might include the mitzvah to be subscribing to great Torah apps that will facilitate our study of Torah. The Mitzvah, to write the Torah as a shira, as a song, has a fascinating application or impact on another story. Fast-forwarding into our presence in the land of Israel, remembering that in our parsha we are not yet in the land. We are still on the western side of the Jordan River. But when we get into the book of Joshua, Yehoshua, Joshua is encamped getting ready for battle. And an angel of God... A malach appears before him with harbo shalufa with an outstretched sword. Hmm. Doesn't look too fun and friendly. And when Yeshua asks, what is the message? What is the fact of which we're being challenged? Or which there seems to be some type of a heavenly prosecution? The angel tells him, Ata vasi. I've come now, hinting to our word atah in our parsha, the, and now write for yourselves this Torah as a song, and the angel is telling Yeshua as interpreted by the Gemara, I have come because of the fact that you and the camp of Israel are not immersed in Torah study. The choice of this, the atah, the signal to the deficiency in Yeshua's part in not being immersed in Torah study, tied to our verse of Torah as a song, is something which is seen as very significant in the eyes of the various commentaries. They they point to the fact the angel didn't draw attention to the verses in the Torah that deal with the technical obligation of Torah study. He focused on the song element of Torah. Why so? Well, as far as the technical obligation, right now, maybe they had no uh, no obligations since they were involved in an important endeavor, the preparing for a battle to conquer the cities of the land of Israel. That's a mitzvah in itself. And as such, they might have been off the hook from the technical obligation of the mitzvah of Torah study. But if you measure things by technical obligation, just a checklist, okay, I do if I have to, and if I don't, I don't, that itself indicates you are not perceiving Torah as a song. If you're simply perceiving it as a thou shalt, something I must do, then I do it when I must, don't when I'm not obligated, that ultimately indicates I'm viewing it as something far less beautiful, far less melodious, less harmonious than a song. A song sings to me, and I want to be involved in that song even if I'm not obligated. It's something that permeates my experience that I want to have spread forth for myself and, uh, and project outward it's something that's so beautiful that I'm constantly in, in tune to its its beauty and the, the, the chorus that should emanate from myself and others involved in that Torah study, if my attitude to Torah is that it's a song, then I'll be involved even if I'm not currently technically obligated. The angel challenged, are you recognizing the song? Are you recognizing the beauty of Torah? To which Joshua immediately immersed himself and Israel into the depths of Torah study. And and they put their efforts into uh, seeing the profundity and the beauty of Torah. Torah, a song, melody, harmonious, beautiful. But what if we don't feel that song? What if it doesn't currently sing to me? What if my Judaism isn't something in which I perceive a a constant beauty? Well, we're always looking for some tachlis steps, some actual takeaways, what we can do when we have a situation that we know we want to grow, but missing something. And when we're in a week between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, we are desperate for those tools with which to, to grow. So some suggestions that might help us be able to have the song relationship with Torah, rather than just kind of a a dry technical obligation. Number one, let's do what Yahushua did, what Joshua did. To connect with Torah, it doesn't simply say they started studying, but they went into the depths, they delved into the profundity of Torah. We'll certainly be more likely to be able to perceive and detect the inner beauty of Torah if we put our energy into the Torah study, not just a cursory read, a glance at the text, but if we put our minds to it, we put our hearts to it, we're much more likely to be able to have that song start resonating and then feel it at our core. Number two, another suggestion, something that we'll have to develop uh, at another time. It's a, it's a big topic, but there is a general rule that when it comes to emotion, something like feeling the song, of, of having that relationship with the beauty of Torah, when it comes to emotion, our sages tell us, and modern therapy has come to recognize this as well, that you can achieve an emotion by acting that emotion. Basically, you can fake yourself out. Someone's feeling down, some level of depression, I'm not talking about clinical where they need some serious medical intervention, but there are certain levels of low-key depression that can be fought back by pretending to be happy by putting in that smile, forcing the smile onto the face can trigger the effects on the brain that will have the person feel more upbeat. And in this context, if I don't currently feel that song, well, pretend that we do and we will. If we describe our relationship with Torah in an upbeat manner and we sit down with the text smiling about our opportunity, the gift that God has given us to study that Torah and we And we share this with others, and we sit down with with our children, grandchildren, with with peers, for some Torah study, pretending to appreciate it, we are much more likely to begin to appreciate it. So step number one, when we are studying Torah, let's try to be more, more focused on the depth, on the profundity, to try to put our energy into it, our hearts into it. Step number two, force that smile. Hear the song, even if you don't yet hear the song. Step number three, Find a supportive environment. It's so much easier to exercise when you're in a gym with like-minded people who are or at least all, also pretending that they enjoy the exercise. But you keep going. You do the extra lap, In the pool when there's other people swinging the laps, you'll do the extra kilometer when you're when you're jogging or running with others who are similarly running and jogging. Well, if you are studying Torah in a Torah study environment, if wherever you live there is a Beit Midrash, a Kolel, a partners in Torah public collective study, get into that mode, get into that zone to get into the mode. Be in an environment that is supportive of Torah study where the Chorus of Torah emanating from so many voices helps create the energy of the Torah study. That's like shifting from playing an instrument in in a a closed room in your basement to sitting in the symphony, and we have the same instrument, but you're so much more likely to be involved and enthralled by the experience when you're surrounded by the rest of that harmonious uh, 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 expression of so many others. So get into that supportive environment, uh, at least when you have the opportunity to do so. The last idea, so we have so far the issue of profundity. Look, at the, look for the depth, look for the, put the effort into it. Number two, uh, the fake it till you hear it. Number three, to uh, find the supportive environment. And number four would be to recognize that Torah is so incredibly broad There are so many different avenues of Torah study. The Talmud describes that a person can best study the area that libo hafez, that his heart desires. So whatever particular area of Torah study did not sing to you, find another, or another, or another. There are so many, whether it's going to be more uh, text-focused, whether it's going to be more focused on the basic understanding of the meaning, whether it's more mystical, whether more halachic, more focused on the Jewish legal components, on the interpersonal, on the ritual, and whether we're studying uh, from something that is a a text that is Chumash-based or Mishnah-based. Whether philosophical, whether mystical, whether practical, whether analytical, Need ideas? Email me. Happy to share. Get on to artsworld.com. Get on to feldheim.com. Uh, there are so many great, great books. So many great, great Torah apps. Torah is very broad. They find that area that Libo Chafetz, that the heart desires. So, again, real quick review of our Tachos steps toward feeling the song of Torah, which of course will then kind of spill over into how our entire Jewish living is. The more Torah um, resonates with us, the more likely we're we'll going to be singing the song of Torah throughout our Jewish life and living. So, our key steps again are number one, recognize that there's a lot of profundity and depth to Torah and put the heart and the mind to it rather than a casual reading. Find the supportive environment where Torah study is the norm and it's happening and it's around us and it sings uh, in, a, in a broad chorus all throughout that environment. Number three, was the, I think I got the uh, sequence over here wrong, but number three, which was my number two before, was the fake it. Put on the smile, pretend you're appreciating it, and generate an internal sense of appreciation. And Torah is super broad. Find another area of Torah, expand your Torah horizons, and find the part of Torah that sings to you. If we can hear this song, we'll be able to sing this song. If we sing the song, our Jewish life and living will be so enhanced, so much more uh, personally vibrant and harmonious, and so much more likely to inspire and motivate others as well. And in so doing, we will be much more likely to be able to grow in our Torah, in our Jewish living, in our love of Torah and love of Jewish living, and so much more likely to be successful at reaching our tachlis.